0: Shabbat Shalom and Chag Purim Sameach. Now you might say, that was yesterday, but you see Purim is one of those holidays that lets you take a second bite at the apple. In other words, you get another chance, sort of, because there is something called Shushan Purim. That is, if you live in a walled city, Then you celebrate since the war went on in walled cities till the 15th of Adar, which is today. And there's an extra day of Purim. Now, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that this past year we have all lived in a walled city because we've lived inside our houses almost exclusively for about a year. And so I'm going to talk about Purim, even though Purim was yesterday, in a particular way and take advantage, as I said, of the fact that it is Shushan Pum. One of the things about all the Jewish holidays is that they have themes that overspill the holiday itself. Passover is about many things, but certainly the theme of freedom and liberation is with us every day of the year. Shavuot, which is about the to- come, the receiving of the Torah is with us every day of the year. Sukkot with the sense of fragility, of the recognition that everything passes away, but God is eternal. That theme is with us every day of the year. What is Purim's theme? Well, there are several, but there's one in particular that I want to make you aware of that he is as important now as ever. And is as powerful as the day on which the Megillah was first written. I remind you of the story that Achashverosh, in the first couple of chapters has a group of advisors around him, does not seem to favor one over the other, but then Haman in the third chapter reaches ascendancy and presumably because Mordechai chooses not to bow down to him, Haman decides he hates all Jews and is going to kill all Jews. But of course, the careful reader of the Megillah knows that Haman's anti-Semitism is not born of Mordechai's refusal to bow down to him. First of all, it is a paranoid beyond description who would decide to kill an entire people because one person decides not to show him the respect he thinks he deserves. And second, we know from an earlier passage that Mordechai tells Esther, when you go to the king, don't tell him that you're Jewish. Don't do it. Which means that there had to be some prejudice already existent in the society that anti-Semitism already existed and that Haman was building clearly on an anti-Semitism that he already felt, which is why in part, the rabbis see him as a descendant of Amalek and also that Achashverosh himself may have been inclined towards it, which is why Mordechai is afraid for Esther to reveal her origins. Although in the end, when she does, of course, it works out. But here's a fascinating comment that the rabbis make. They say the Torah was accepted twice. It was accepted at Sinai. But then it was accepted for all times in the time of Esther. Because in the Megillah, it says, they arose and they received. Now, what does it mean that in the book of Esther, the Jews received the Torah? Why wasn't it good enough to receive it at Sinai? What was added? by the fact that they received it in the time that we now celebrate as Purim. Remember that in the desert, the Jews were just there. They had nowhere to go. They had escaped slavery. And they stood at the mountain. And according to the rabbis, you know, God held the mountain over their heads and said, want me to drop the mountain or receive the torah in other words there was a sense of compulsion what were they going to do they had to stay together as a people they needed to have a guide moshe was their leader even though they rebelled against him and so they received the torah because what were they going to turn to the mountain and say no we're not going to take it. but in the time of esther they didn't have to do that we know that throughout Jewish history, in times of persecution, some Jews have decided to leave. In the Spanish Inquisition, remember, if you stayed Jewish, you were expelled, but you were not part of the persecution of the Inquisition. The persecution of the Inquisition was for the conversos, those Jews who had accepted Christianity And the question was, did they really accept it or not? And we know to this day that there are many, many people descended from those original Jews of Spain who no longer know that they have Jewish origins, which means a lot of people left. So now we can circle back and say, what were the Jews of Shushan saying? Those thousands of years ago, when they accepted the Torah for the second time, they were saying this to God and also to you, to me, to all of us. They were saying, we know that we are part of a people whom other people hate. We know that there is prejudice against us, not from everyone we know we have many allies and they clearly did but we know that there will always be people who will hate us and despite that we are accepting again the destiny of being part of the jewish people the israeli writer david grossman years ago before he lost his son in the lebanese war He wrote a line that is part of the legacy of our people. He said, in Israel, before we teach our children the facts of life, we teach them the facts of death. How true has that been for the Jewish people? Pesach, Purim, What do we teach our children? We teach them that you are part of a people who are going to face great challenges in this world, but stay. In the words of Rabbi David Hartman, who I remember spoke these words many years ago, When he spoke at Sinai one Shabbat morning, he said, on Pesach, we haunt our children with historical memories. On Purim, we had to receive the Torah again because the people of that time knew this is a dangerous undertaking. And we are consigning our descendants to a world in which they will sometimes be hated and hunted. That's why in some ways it is so beautiful that this week is also Tetzaveh and the garments of the high priest, because as our Bar Mitzvah said, what does it mean to wear a kippah? It is to make a statement in the world, I am a Jew. It is to say, I know that there will be people out there who will not like this statement, who will rebel against it who will resent me for it. But I remember that on Purim, my ancestors said on my behalf, I move the key We will stand and we will receive. From generation to generation, we have faced those who have hated us. They have done us Great damage and caused us great pain, and we have lost many of our people. But here we are to celebrate another Purim, to look upon a modern state of Israel, to wear a talit, a kippah, to hear the words of a bar and a bat mitzvah on Shabbat, and to say to those. Of our ancestors in Shushan, in ancient Persia, who accepted on our behalf. We are still here. Thank you for helping us have the courage day after day, year after year, to stand before the world and say, Am Yisrael Chai, the nation of Israel endures and is yet alive shabbat shalom and chag kurim samea